Welcome back to Quickie Wiki What. I'm Joseph, joined as usual by my partner, Justin. Every episode, we bring to the table a Wikipedia article we each found interesting and attempt to explain our articles to one another. We are streaming this episode live on Twitch as usual. Hello to the chat. But you'll also be able to find the VOD on YouTube afterwards, as well as the audio wherever you get your podcasts. Um, let's get into it. Let's. As usual, if you're watching this, if you're reading the title, you know that today we'll be talking about talking animals and nuclear waste warnings. So before, so we don't have any like little show news or anything like that to this oh, week. Right. I don't think so. Oh, well, someone in, you know, shout out to the listeners in Arkansas. Yes. They do exist. They just happen to be watching the VOD instead of, so the statistics we see are from Podbean. They're from people who listen to the audio, not the VOD on YouTube or here on Twitch. So we did have someone from Arkansas, not in last place. Shout out to Arkansas. But what I was going to say is before we get going, we were chatting just a minute ago about who, whose topic is whose, and we were having the chat guess. Right. Which one is talking animals and which one of us will be nuclear waste warnings? And it was kind of mixed. I feel like some people thought I was doing talking animals. But you've been dropping hints. So we know your interests at this point, I believe. But you know, I think like if I was going to, mine is talking animals. Justin's the big is talking animals. But I think it's, you know, I think like I've, I am, I've touted it as being, I'm all sciencey and stuff like that. We're learning from each other. You're p- doing more science things. And I like Animal Crossing. Those have talking animals. We're learning about each other is strengthening our marriage. Animal Crossing is science. It's definitely, yeah. Wait, are you saying animals? Because I would have considered, looking at the title, that both of these are science-related. Talking animals. I'd say it's more, because you like, you like cute things. We should specify. Wait, what does that mean? Like animals are cute? Yeah. Oh. It's a, it's a, we're building a bridge, but the bridge is... Is a little shaky. It's it's built of knowledge. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Do you are you going to specify now, or because I'm going to go first this week? You went first last yeah. week. Um, Justin's is going to be real interesting. You're going to want to stick around. I think mine is very interesting, but I mean, talking animals. It's really hard to top that <laughs> sort of information. And from what I understand, from what you've told me the past few days, this is not just. This is not communicating with animals. This is animals verbalizing words and their capacity to communicate with humans by using words. And even I, who was kind of like, uh, I've always dreamed of like, this, there's going to be some going bananas in this, but correct. It, it's, the movie. I've always thought talking in like babe, pig in the city. Love that movie. I've always loved like, animals that can talk but i'm like kind of like oh that could never happen but there's a lot of instances it's more terrifying common than i than i thought i don't necessarily so i the movie that we for whatever reason always watched in high school or like junior high or middle school when like a teacher just wanted to watch a movie a movie day it was always homeward bound did they talk um they talked and they um so they talked, 
But well, they didn't have the technology yet to like move the. It lift. was kind of like their internal monologues. You could that kind they of hear, hear their thoughts, but they could hear each they other. They could hear each other's thoughts. Hear yeah. the porcupine, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Is a is a, a classic. Is okay. A classic. Okay. Well, you'll definitely want to stay tuned for that. Um, stay tuned to learn how to teach your pet to talk. Well, not necessarily that. But. Learn how to teach your pet. If do you want your pet to get a job, start making money, start paying the bills. Stay tuned. Justin will be here to tell them <laughs> resume writing 101 for pets. For pets, yep. Sometimes I'm wondering, what's Piggy doing to earn it around here? Yeah. You know what? He does enough. He does. I got to say, he's adorable. Piggy, our chihuahua. We sh- we'll have him on one of these days. We'll have him on. Okay, are you ready to learn about nuclear waste warning messages? I am. This was kind of, I've had a list of topics I wanted to explore. Um, So the Wikipedia title for this article is Long-Term Nuclear Waste Warning Messages. It's a long title. For a long amount of time. Uh, So what these are, are messages that will deter future humans from nuclear waste repositories. And it says, within or above the order of magnitude of 10,000 years. So this is all about trying to communicate a message to someone 10,000 years in the future. So this is, I think, really interesting because last week was the time capsule where they're going to open it 8,000 years. And so this is even after that. I was like, that's a long time to open a time capsule. Yeah, I'm on a kick. I'm on a kick of like the the distant future, the distant future. Is that from something? That's from Fly the Concords. Oh. The robots are, the humans are dead. I'm holding. I thought you were doing um, uh, Danger Will Robinson well, or um, who's the, what's the red dot that goes? Hal. Hal. There you go. 2001. Um, so this includes the study of nuclear semiotics, which is the study of signs and symbols and their interpretations. So the nuclear version of that. Uh, A nuclear waste repository is, of course, where nuclear waste is stored. There's a lot of methods of doing this. Uh, One of those ways is deep geological repositories. That is when you get your radioactive, your hazardous waste, and it's stored hundreds of meters underground. Uh, There's some stipulations, like it has to be stable. The geological environment has to be stable, and it needs to have no future maintenance. So, like, set it and forget it. (laughs) Stick it all underground, literally layers of concrete. Forget that it's there. Um, And there are several ways of doing this. The conditions do have to be right, but that is like it's whole, a whole other Wikipedia rabbit hole. You can check that stuff out. um, But essentially, you can't go near this stuff for a very, very long time. We'll get into how long in just a minute. Um, So essentially, how do we convey the message to people in the future that you can't do anything on these sites? You don't want to dig here. You don't want to farm here. You don't want to do anything. Um, so in the U.S., we have in New Mexico the Waste Isolation Pilot Plant. So this is a deep geological repository in New Mexico. Um, I think it's around 650 meters, and it's for radioactive waste. Licensed, and now it's licensed for 10,000 years, which I feel like is kind of arbitrary, and I don't really know licensed to who. Maybe the government? I'm not sure. But I found an article in Scientific American that 
stated the material will be lethal to humans for 25 times that long. So 250,000 years. Jeez. Um, but they're like 10,000 is good enough. Let's like the signs last 10,000 years. And then when they wash away or whatever, then. Then they're just for. Those people aren't. aren't <laughs> you're only scrum. worthy of not getting radioactive poisoning if you're around in those 10,000 years. Yeah. Um, yeah. It brings in a lot of questions about like who the hell's going to be around. But we'll get into that as well. Um, the waste that's in. The uh, WIPP, it is waste exclusively from research and production of U.S. nuclear weapons. So this is all of our nuclear research and weapons that's getting the waste from it is getting deposited in this Mm. isolation plant in New Mexico. Um, So to put this in perspective, I I looked up some numbers. The Great Pyramids built 4,500 years ago. Hieroglyphics, we had to rediscover what they meant. It was a lost language. Yeah. Now we understand it, thanks to the Rosetta Stone and other things. Stonehenge, about 5,000 years ago. There are some theories, but who the hell knows what it was really for. Yeah. Um, the Nazca lines in Peru, do you know about those? Well, I know there's a lot of, they have a lot of ancient stuff in South America, but I don't know specifically what... Those are, yeah, I think it's the Nazca Desert. I think that's why they're called the Nazca Lines. It's these huge drawings that you can only see from, like, the sky. Oh, wow. And that was about 2,000 years ago. Well, that and was, already, That was aliens. Well, that's also kind of what they, you know, some people say. But they don't really listen to those people usually. Okay. okay. Um, and for perspective, even more, Homo sapiens emerged. The number right now, it changes. Um, approximately 300,000 years ago. So this needs to be, and I mean, what the hell do we know from early Homo sapiens? Nothing. Yeah. We found, we found bones. That's it. Um, I've seen estimates of up to, a, to 1 million years to leave alone the most dangerous nuclear waste. Um, so how would you, how would you, Justin, communicate huh. and chat, chat, Feel free to throw out some ideas. It's a it's an emerging um, topic. It's something that people are still figuring out. How would you convey a message? We'll just leave it at 10,000. 10,000 years in the future that don't go here. Bad shit is here. I would make like it out of sugar. A sugar statue. Now, do you under... Now, no. Do you understand that would the dissolve scientific away, properties yeah. of sugar? No. But, well, okay, here's... <laughs> Someone said leave a TikTok dance with instructions. Oh. That, will, that would probably get a lot of attention. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and just the points you brought up, I was kind of like, I've never thought about... You know, we were talking last week about, like, what would you leave for a time capsule? It's like, who knows? Who cares? What And who who knows what people will think, what... Well, if they'll be able to understand how, if it's something that's electronical, can it even, it won't, probably won't even be able to be used. I mean, laser discs, we can't even read those anymore. Well, yeah. I mean, people can, but who but, has a laser disc machine? But then there's also kind of the, I want to find these people and I want to ask like, did you ever watch Indiana Jones? 
Did you ever watch like Tomb Raider? Who are you asking? The Me? people that made the signs. Oh. Assuming it's kind of like scary. Don't do that. Don't come here. Oh. Like stay away. That is just like inviting people to go That's look very for gold. True. I mean, you have to convey a message of nothing here is valuable. This is a place of death. We'll get. To, we're about to get to that because mm. so in 1993, oh, someone said just write SOS. Some people are saying Ring of Salt, Salt the Earth. I don't know how long that lasts. I don't know how long because you know salting the earth like kind of makes it so nothing grows there. Yeah, this is already the desert, which is one of the reasons why it's there. Um. So in 1993, Sandia. National Laboratories, which is a nuclear research and development facility, they did a report on how to non-linguistically communicate warnings to future visitors of waste repositories. You can actually find the full report online, and this is one of the only times I'll say this about a report. It's really freaking cool. There's diagrams of all of their suggestions. Um, there's like, it's really easy to read, surprisingly which I guess is good because it's about linguistics, but it's like drawings and like their own hand drawings and scribbles and stuff. Um, so several things that you want to evoke in the message. This is what the Sandia report gave as an example. So I'm just going to read them, okay? This place is a message. It sounds, it's creepy. Like if you were to, if you were to, I don't know, this sounds like an ancient tomb. Okay, listen. This place is a message and part of a system of messages. Pay attention to it. Pay attention. Sending this message was important to us. We considered ourselves to be a powerful culture. This place is not a place of honor. No highly esteemed deed is commemorated here. Nothing valued is here. What is here was dangerous and repulsive to us. This message is a warning about danger. The danger is in a particular location. It increases towards a center. The center of danger is here, of a particular size and shape, and below us. The danger is still present in your time as it was in ours. The danger is to the body, and it can kill. The form of the danger is an emanation of energy. The danger is unleashed only if you sustainably disturb this place physically. This place is best shunned and left uninhabited. Well, isn't that spooky? That's what they're. So they just wrote that's that in English. Spooky. That's what they did. Well, that's not. That's what the. That's what a pictogram has, or as whatever is left has okay. to convey. Okay. Honestly, it sounds like like an ancient curse has been sealed away. And that's going to, I mean, if you were in like a post-apocalyptic world and you, yes, it sounds like a, someone in the chat said it sounds like a uh, curse in a, a book in a scary movie. Yeah. You always check that shit out. Yep. You always dig deeper in that. Humans, I. They're going to say, sure, Jan. Movies don't happen unless the people are nosy about like 
the movie doesn't happen unless the person in bed investigates the noise in the bathroom. Even if it's like the sound of someone getting murdered. Yeah. They're like, is there a bird in there? You know, <laughs> you have to investigate no matter what you're told. Um, so they also have a, a message complexity uh, kind of chart ranging from like rudimentary info to complex info, which is records, graphs, maps. Um, they also, in this report, discussed hostile and dangerous physical markers in architecture. So use shapes that hurt the body, shapes that communicate danger, huge spikes or thorns sticking out of the ground. And these, they have drawings of these in the report. Something they called menacing earthworks, which were earth mounds shaped like lightning bolts all around the edge of the site. Um, a black hole paving the entire thing with black concrete or granite covering the whole area makes it hot from the sun, mm. uninhabitable and ominous. Uh, a rubble landscape, just blasted rock covering the whole thing, kind of showing that something was destroyed. Mm, that so, would be... That would be interesting. Yeah. But I can't imagine that aging. I don't know, because you just expect an ancient site to have rubble. Yeah. But I guess if you're, if they're, you can kind of tell when someone's been exploded intentionally. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, something called forbidding blocks, which looked really cool in their drawing. It's big spiky block buildings in a geometric pattern. So it's kind of like all these spiky blocks on a grid kind of showing they wanted to show irregular regularity to show it was done with purpose, mm. that it was ordered but not respected. So a bunch of like empty rock spiky buildings. And that would also make it hot. Um, a walk-on map of radioactive burial sites, which to me sounds like a treasure map. Yeah. I'm going to go to all those places and take a peek. It's like how to be Superman. It's like, here right? is your superpowers. Oh. So Tony, what did he? No, well, he's kryptonite. just from. Yeah. Well, oh, that was that his opposite. Yeah. Was kryptonite like radioactive material or something? Or did it was they just, not explain it? It was just, it hurt him. Oh, sad. Yeah. Um, And then they go into like buried rooms, meshes, kiosks, and durability. So in 1982 and 1983, this was further discussed in a German journal of semiotics. They did a poll asking how people would communicate this message 10,000 years. Um, you can read all of them on the Wikipedia page. Um, one linguistic, Thomas Sebiok, probably pronouncing it wrong, proposed an atomic priesthood similar to the Catholic Church. Wow. Okay. Which has passed down messages for approximately 2,000-ish years. Um, however, just like the Catholic Church, they thought there were problems, hierarchies, grant power and knowledge to a privileged class. They can't really. Who would do that? You know, like, why yeah. would you? Yeah. It sounds very like rich elite, honestly, because they're you, to create rituals and myths surrounding like the site. Yeah, that doesn't sound like. It sounds creepy. It, well, and then it sounds like non-scientific to make it more like, let's make it spooky. But that also, I mean, if it's a primitive society that's 10,000 years from now. Yeah. Instead of a technolog technological one, then that might have an effect. Um. This one you'll get a kick out of. French author Francois Bastide, an Italian semiotician, 
Paolo Fabri suggested breeding radiation cats. So what? Cats. Let me tell you about cats. Who's got them? Who wants them? They've been around for thousands of years as a domestic animal. Correct? Yeah. And we're assuming they'll be around in the future as domestic animals. So breeding a cat that changes color when near radioactive emissions, which would indicate danger. Implanting that message into society through stories, music, artwork, poetry, passed down through the generations, so people know what a glowing cat means. Okay. Glowing cat equals bad. I think they made a movie about it. Yeah, I'd be like, well, people. Some people are really. It's, it seems like radiation cats has like a cult following. Oh, interesting. I think they made a movie. I think there's been a song, other things. Um, now, uh, Vilmus Voigt from a university. So I'm gonna butcher the name. Edfos Loran University. I think it's in Hungary. Proposed. This one's good. Proposed signs around the center, and then after a certain amount of time, new signs are added. The old ones aren't taken down, but new ones are added further outside. So as you walk towards the middle, you're probably going to understand at least one of them. You're getting further and further um, newer signs, and then into the middle, older oh, signs. Oh, so they say keep adding them because... Keep adding them. Don't take away the old. Yeah. Um, others included artificial moons other like entries to this poll, artificial moons, satellites, data banks, recording data in plant DNA okay. and having the plants planted around the site. Um, not making more waste. What? Was suggested. No. Um, and someone suggested maybe just prevent mankind from destroying itself. You can look up some of those. <laughs> There's a link to that um, source as well. On the Wikipedia, that's really interesting. So, circling back to the WIPP in New Mexico, here's what they're doing. Uh, allegedly, they haven't closed yet. They're going to close between 2025 and 2035. Seal it up. Oh, okay. So it's coming up. Um, Set your clock. It did say citation needed. So I don't know if it's true. Well, they'll probably say, "Oh, well, we're just going to do a little bit more." But no, they're going to keep doing it every five years. They push it. I'll bet. Well, there's other like the uh, yucca. Yucca mm, uh, they want to a new site. They're okay. yeah, they'll just go into a new site. No. Oh. Um so what they've proposed is an outer perimeter of 32 25 foot tall granite pillars in a 4 mile square around the center. Jeez. Uh now those pillars will surround an earth wall that's 33 feet high and 100 feet wide. Another 16 granite pillars will be inside that earth wall. So that's like a it sounds like an Egyptian tomb temple complex design. It does. Um, in the center, there'll be a 15-foot granite information room. You can actually see a picture of kind of what they're proposing on the WIPP Wikipedia page. Uh, it's going to be recorded in six the six official languages of the UN, which are English, Spanish, Russian, French, Chinese, Arabic. They're also going to do Navajo. Um, which are the native people to that area. Yeah. Um, as well as leave space for future languages. 
Uh, there's things that they're considered carving on the stuff. Pictograms. You know the scream face from Edvar Munch? Yeah. That sort of pictogram. Okay. Other death symbols. And they will send the complete details to archives and libraries around the world. So hopefully it survives somewhere. Oh, yeah. That's, well. But even then, it's like they're not going to necessarily, if they are like in Mongolia and then they come here. Well, yeah. It, the whole thing is just assumptions on assumptions on assumptions. Yeah. But that's what you have to, that's all you have to work with. I guess you have, you should do some, a part of me is though, it's like, why draw attention to it in the first place? Why not? Like someone's just going to say like, you bury it deep enough. Who's just going to say, I'm going to dig a hole here. Well, someone said one of the uh, ones was make it so that only a really technological, technologically advanced society can get to it in the first place. Yeah. Um, my thing is, why are we suddenly pretending to care about future generations? <laughs> like climate change? Are we not worried about like that's going to get us before this gets Well, this people. is easy by contrast. This is just like This is a yeah. This is a band-aid. A band-aid. That's not problem. even a good one. I mean, you have to I feel like you got to do your best. If you're going to go, if you're going to do it, do your best. Do you think that the messages, because I mean, there's debate over whether or not the messages are supposed to be for a more primitive society. We've destroyed ourselves. There's been an ice age. Humans have regressed completely. Or is this going to be more modern humans or more technologically advanced humans? Yeah, I think, I mean, who knows? Or, Or even beyond... I don't know, humans, you know? What if people don't have eyes? Oh, evolve the, no eyes? Yeah. Hey, that's in a that's in a book. A wrinkle in time, I think. Oh really? On another planet. They don't have vision. Well. I mean, you know, ten thousand years is a long time. And they were saying it's a it's hundreds of thousands of years before it goes away altogether. Two hundred and fifty K minimum, I've read up to a million for the most like potent mm. nuclear waste. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that I think the if I were gonna choose one of these, I would choose the one that's like looks the coolest because if I'm being honest, I don't think it really matters. Yeah. So like they had the drawing of all these spikes coming out of the ground at different angles. It looked like an Elder Scrolls Deadlands sort of situation. It can't be too cool or people are going to want to go to it. <sighs> That's true. It's got to be boring to not be like a tourist attraction. Oh, let me tell you. You turn it into a you turn it into a, a gym. I never use my gym membership. I'll stay away from there. <laughs> you know what the, you know where I think they should have put it instead? Branson, Missouri. They should have <laughs> just put it in Branson. Like that, we've had enough of that place. So it'll get everyone but the gays. <laughs> <laughs> we just watched on HBO Max the episode of um, "We're Here," uh, the Branson episode. The Branson one. That was. It was good. It was good. Yeah, it was it's very been a good. good show. Um, oh God, triggered me with Branson. <laughs> so that's it. I mean, that's it's a it's a 
question that doesn't have an answer. It's a field that's currently being developed. And no one's in a hurry, it seems. You know, I think the most important thing in the message at the end, it needs to be, and by the way, you're welcome. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Those ungrateful assholes in 2,000 years. (laughs) I hate to think about like, this land's licensed for 10,000 years. There's going to be like a a fucking housing complex on it. And I don't know. What are they going to do when it's not licensed? Yeah. Just develop it. <laughs> it's wild. It's wild. Yeah, that's true. And someone in the chat said, does it need an answer? Honestly, none of us are going to live that long. And the current thought train of the world is if it's not going to affect me, then it doesn't matter. Yep. That's the move. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm glad we did yours first because that's a little bit of a downer. That's a down <laughs> note. I thought of it as more mysterious. I mean, it is. It's and very like, interesting. Um, it's very interesting and like thought provoking, you know? And yeah, it, yeah there's definitely, because it is, there is like definitely like spooky and, but it's also like horrifying that what could happen if, yeah. The amount of these things, these repositories, Seems to be only growing. Like there's some in Finland, I think in Germany, like they're everywhere. If there's a map of them, it's going to have to be added to a lot. It's yeah. like a. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's, um, I don't know. Bless. I mean, I know. Everyone always says, like, when there's a problem, blast it off into space. I'm kind of team blasted off into space. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that could. Go to some other, if it floats yeah, into someone else's planet. Not my problem. I mean. It can't go to someone else's. I mean, out of the, it would take a million years for it to exit our solar system. No. I don't Voyagers know. Voyagers out there oh, already. Oh, but that thing was going. She, had, was going. she had a boost. I think, I think, you mean, if you get it to the sun, then that's about it. You brought up a good thing. The golden disc on Voyager, Voyager yeah. is pictographs showing humans. And, they and it's had got to, like some rate, some audio stuff. It's got like, a, so we should do that one. That would be a good yeah. one to do. How to, in that case, how to describe Earth to non-humans if they found it. Yeah. Mm, something to think about. That's my Yoda. Oh, hey. Earth. Send it to Yoda. I'm team send it to space. Well, you know what Yoda is kind of like almost? Um, tell a talk, me. A talking animal. Oh, my gosh. Throwing the baton to you. Throwing it to myself. <laughs> Yourself. All right, Justin. Now, when you told me you were doing this topic, I thought you were doing it on human-animal communication. There Sign is language. that topic. And I thought that was like the limited of it. And that was like what I initially like, so I'll do. There's no way that there's animals that like say stuff. I mean, obviously we know parrots, right? We know about parrots. Parrots can talk. Probably want a cracker. They say sure. little words parrots on and can off. Talk. But when I clicked on Wikipedia, this is the beauty of Wikipedia. It's way beyond that. And it says like under animal communication, there's also this subtopic of 
Talking Animals. I think that's what it... Yeah, it was. Talking Animal was the actual name of the Wikipedia article. So that's the one you've accessed that's, in our... That's the one I'm... Telling us about. That's the one I'm telling us about. And it's also inspired, as you've heard, if you've listened to the show, Going Bananas. It's part of me. Movie. The movie. It's a movie about a monkey that talks. That's about a kid that goes on a safari. He meets a monkey. The monkey, throughout the the experience of the movie, starts talking. He learns to talk by hanging out with these people over the course of days. The monkey, Jane Goodall quaking, spending decades with apes and not a but peep. But she wasn't trying to teach them. And not a peep. She and was trying to kid, observe them in their natural habitat. And this little kid gets a monkey to talk in like two days. So Jane Goodall found quaking snatch. If she tried to, she could have in a couple of days, I'll bet. <laughs> All right. But we'll you get in. There are, uh, there are primates that, that are, um, um, you know, kind of ties back into yours a little bit and I'll get it, but I'll get to that in a, in a little bit. But one other piece of going bananas trivia before we move on is the kid in it. Who's like 10 years old, David, uh, Mendenhall. He was in another movie with Sylvester Stallone over the top that year. He was, and he, that was like, he's like 10. He won two Razzies. They gave it to like a for kid. For that movie? For over the top. They gave him worst supporting actor and worst newcomer. For going bananas? No, for, for oh. over the top. Oh. Which is better than going bananas. Did he ever act again? He's been, <laughs> I was, you know, he would be a good person to do because, because uh, um, he has in like how to support positive in positive ways. Child actors is a, is a, like a foundation that he does. Okay. Do you want to talk more about um, going bananas? Well, now in I'm our gonna, relationship, I'm going to go with it. <laughs> No, we can go. We can move on to the real topic. Oh, no. I, that wasn't sarcasm. That was... It's one of your... This is a oh, movie yeah. that came out... What year do we know? Um, well, it was 1988, I believe. Oh, the year I was born. Yeah. And you kept talking about it when we first started dating. And so I watched it. And it was kind of my first impression, my first glimpse inside your head. I didn't ask you to watch it. You just took it upon yourself. I think I mentioned, oh, yeah, it's on Wikipedia. And then it's I. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. And I like, even, you know, because we would chat and stuff like that. And I was like, hey, what are you up to? And you were kind of like, well, actually, I'm getting ready to watch Going Bananas. And I was like, okay, the first 20 minutes of it, they're, they're okay. After that, it is. The ride of your life. Yeah, it's you can definitely tell that it was trying to do like some sort of Disney, but it just missed on oh, all every monkey is single so account. creepy. It's terrifying. The human eyes peering through the mask because it's a person in a suit. Yeah. At one point, they're sharing an apple. I'm not sure. They share a lot of stuff. Are there apples in Africa? I don't know. A, I don't know if that's a native fruit, but you associate monkeys with bananas. Yeah. Well, he said that's the first word he learns is banana. That's true. It's the first word he learns. Some words that, that Bonzo says through. And so it's kind of like, could Bonzo actually say that? He says, do you want me to do the, oh, we'll do the voice. 
Bonzo love Ben. Bonzo love Ben. No safari. And he's where he doesn't want to go back to the jungle to live with him. And then banana. And it's not, a, I'm not actually haven't, I should have practiced because it's, I'm a little, that voice is a little nicer than oh. his real voice. Nicer? I think so. Cause he's got kind of a girl, a gurgly. That's true. It's, it's a gr- bonzo. It's got a little bit of guttural. That. Yeah. Guttural. That's the word. Um, okay. So, but what are some examples of real animals that can talk? I was, like I said, I was surprised. I thought I was going to be like, there's no way, but there's varying degrees of it too. You know, these are animals. And, and by the way, we're talking about animals saying, verbalizing words. Do they know what they're saying? So that, that so we'll, I'll get into that a little bit. Okay. But, but that's also a little bit of, you know, getting into the subtopic of like talking versus language where, um, I'd, I'd, I was reading a book a while back called how to write a sentence, which is really interesting. And it's, it's about one of the things he's like the, you know, if you are an artist and you say like, Oh, I like paint. If you're a writer, then you would say, I like sentences, not like I like words because words all by themselves convey just like a one thought meaning, you know, but actually like writing language is about putting words together with syntax, future tense, past tense, all kinds of complexity that is way beyond just like one word saying apple and knowing what an apple is for the most part. Uh, animals are the ones I'm talking about are capable of the former, but not the latter. Okay. So starting off cats and dogs, cats and dogs. And the example, the first example they give is from America's funniest home videos. And they have videos of people giving their dogs and their cats. And they'll say things like a dog will bark where it's kind of like, I love you. I love you. Scooby-Doo. Like Scooby-Doo. I've seen them on TikTok. Yeah. It's a big thing on TikTok, There's too. There's dogs that do that. They're, that's kind of a talking in it. They'll say things like, I love you. I want my mama. Run around. Hello. And it's usually like it's prompted by a command. And there's no evidence that the animal knows what they're saying. They're just being rewarded for making this these sounds. But they're able to like repeat those specific sounds. And that's kind of like a, you know, probably like when you, when you were talking about like primates 300,000 years ago, you know, like what were their first noises? Homo like? sapiens. That was Homo yeah. sapiens. What were, yeah, Homo sapiens. And what were their first, what were like the origins of language? And their thinking is like, you make one sound if you're, say, like you're a monkey, you make one sound if there's danger from above. You make a different sound if there's danger from below. And the more you can do that, and then it just kind of grows from there. You do like a third sound that's for some other benefit. And that's kind of what they're thinking, kind of how language may have originated. So just the the fact that you can repeat sounds is a building block. So they think that the animals are... Like when I see a dog on TikTok doing that, I just think... Oh, it's, that's just how it's bark sounds. But they think that it is actually mimicking a human word. 
not well maybe that it's not mimicking but it's able to repeat this specific it's it's not so if you just say like hey make a noise and it does sometimes it'll go ah, sometimes it'll go er sometimes it'll bah, 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 bah. it's doing the same noise oh. on recall and not choosing doing whatever it wants to do okay okay um so another interesting and if this these go back like these animals predate America's funniest home videos oh wow yeah i was going to say that that's my favorite scientific journal. Well, <laughs> America's Funniest Home Videos. Bob Saget, the Institute of Bob Saget. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, there was so in an interesting court case surrounding talking animals was um, it is Blackie the cat, Blackie the talking cat, and the court case is Miles versus the City Council of Augusta, Georgia, and it was basically like people were doing this exhibition. And saying, oh, come pay us and watch this cat talk. It was ruled two things. In the federal court, that the, that the A, that a talking cat is an occupation of like the owner. And that B, cats' freedom of speech is not protected. Because they aren't people. So this is... A, now, I mean, when a court ruling becomes like a law kind of, right? Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, basically. So animals don't have free speech. They don't have the First Amendment right to free speech. Wow. Yeah. Shocking. They're not Censorship people. Censorship on my internet? I know. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Someone mentioned so, uh, Justin, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Salem. Does that cat talk? You've only seen the chilling adventures oh, of Sabrina. Okay. Justin didn't see the comedy. Oh, starring okay. Melissa Joan Hart. All right, but yes, Talking Cat Salem. There's a, there were sub articles about animals and like them talking. There's b- different branches of like in art and literature and stuff like that. That was maybe for another day. Okay, and then this was the most remarkable one that I heard. So you heard it? The, well, that I read. Oh, you on, have you heard any of these? Aside from like the clips on TikTok and I mean I've seen them before. Piggy talks. Well, piggy yeah. Well we piggy, have a voice. We have a piggy we have a piggy voice. Big Daddy coming help. That's help. big da- that's that's our piggy. That's when he ever gets stuck or something like that. He goes, Hee. And he says a lot of other things. He's too. very endearing. He is. He's he should, a chick- yeah, he should be in these articles. Yeah. <laughs> so talented. Our child is so talented. Okay, so for you math nerds out there, this blew my mind. Gottfried Wilhelm Leibniz. Le- Leibniz. I'm pretty sure I'm saying that right. But this guy is a renowned like philosopher, mathematician, numerous, numerous like scientific achievements. And he lived, um, or was saying in 1715, I think that's when he wrote this, but he's around the 1700s. He co-invented, or he's accredited with inventing calculus. Oh. That's this guy. So that's who we have to blame. Yeah. With Isaac Newton. He's in that tier of like all-time geniuses. Well, Apple didn't fall on his head. Was that Isaac Newton? That was Isaac Newton, yeah. Okay. 
but even better than an apple falling on your head is he wrote about, he met a dog that could pronounce 30 words according to him. Do you have a list? He, he wrote a couple, but they were also like in German and French. Oh, this dog was cultured. It was. This dog was fancy. This dog was well traveled. He was the international, but it was just like some some kid that like trained the dog. Didn't have anything better to do. It's like, and it's kind of like, how many people even try? How many people try to train their dogs to talk? How do we know? Maybe that's a lot more right. Common. Yeah, I mean, we train our dogs to do tricks and stuff. Yeah, you know, to sit. To stay, all of that stuff. But thirty different words—that was like, I I bought like okay the but to do like thirty different words like that is that was beyond what I expected. Although uh, it also makes me question. Documented. That's what I'm. Well, it's like this guy was a pretty. Well, tr- yeah, he, you said he invented calculus. Scientist, you know, and I don't know why he would, maybe he that's his joke to the world, you know? He invented calculus and he was like, but we need to give him a little something too. Yeah. Uh, he invented this awful thing and then he was like, we got to throw a little pizzazz. And, but, but to me, like, I think when I'm reading his biography or, you know, what's on his tombstone, who cares about calculus? Write about met a dog that could say 30 words. That's true. I feel like that's the thing that people want to know about. Yeah. We don't need squares. That's geometry even. Yeah. I don't even know what calculus is. Oh, like 2x equals 3. That's algebra. I don't know what calculus is. Calculus is like dx, dy. I don't Change derivatives, integrals. I have zero time. I loved it. I loved calculus. It It was a good... Well, I Mr. Bansicle, we if you're listening, oh, shout out, shout out to shout out the teacher, shout out. We teacher love our teachers, sure do. do. All right, so that's dogs and cats. Okay. Um, I will mention also that similar to that, there's been like elephants and dolphins that have had similar, not thirty words, but kind of like have been observed being able to say a couple of things. It also goes down to, though, like um, the structure of your throat and your tongue. Yeah. Because there's certain things babies can't say until they're like, what's their palate yeah. is developed to a certain extent. Well, and there's some things that if you don't learn it from ages zero to 13 or something like that, then you never oh, are able to articulate well, those sounds. And it's why, like, the older you get, it's harder to like do an accent in a different language. Mm. Like, um, cause you use different parts of your mouth in different languages, like more it's French spoken, more like in the front of your mouth mm. kind of thing. Well, there you go. There you go. Well, so maybe these animals can talk. They're just not learning at an early enough age. Mm, you got to get them in young, get them when they're a baby. Okay. All right. Um, so that's kind of like one tier. Probably, and I put it in the middle, but the, but the maybe the most advanced um, demonstrations of talking animals, parrots. Right. Obviously, those. But I was kind of like, okay, I'll bet you a parrot 
couldn't even say 30 words, you know, the talking dog, you know, maybe it could say a couple of things. They're those parrots that like grow up in laboratories that like no more than like 10 year olds kind of thing. Mm. You know, I don't know. 10 year old might be pushing it. Well, and then parrots live pretty long too. Yeah. They can outlive their owners by a lot. Yeah. But so there's two, so gray parrots, for whatever reason that they note in the article, that um, they can start to go beyond just words and their vocabulary is more extensive than I would have expected. And they're also getting into what you would might say are more the origins of like that more complicated language type of speech. So Alex was a gray parrot and he understood questions about color, shape, size, and number and could provide a one word answer. So it's not like that dog that's like, okay, get it to train it to say, mommy, I love mama. This is like, how many fingers am I holding up? And it would answer correctly. It knew the relationship between the word it was saying and the question that was being asked. I've read about Alex. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, that's that's the, probably the first thing that comes to my mind is the gray, African gray parrots. So they just said gray parrot. Gray parrot. Sure. Yeah, I don't... That's like, for whatever reason, the one I've heard about probably the most like um, in news articles. Yeah. Well, this other parrot, Nikissi, I think is is one. It was on record as being able to speak up to 950 words. Wow. It would form actual sentences. And it was understand the concept of grammatical tense. So future, past, it would know that that at some level at least, which again, like that's pretty, that's pretty complicated or that's yeah. pretty complex, I'd say. Interesting. So what does it say about their intelligence? That they're stupid. <laughs> Can't say more than 950 words, flop. No, but... But that that was like more than I than I thought. Um, but so I saved the best for last, and not as I, and like I said, I think the uh, the the parrots probably have the the record for the most words and and all that stuff. But the great apes, the plausibility test: how plausible is going bananas? Can chimpanzees talk? Um, okay, they, I don't know if I'm ready for this. So the the answer is that kind of like those early primates, what I was talking about, you know, hundreds of thousands of years ago, where they suspect that what is the origins of language, you know? Right. The high, the low, that chimpanzees and orangutans have the, the voice control capabilities that are... Uh, make them capable of language. Again, it's not so, so the, and, and getting them to say words, they have done it. It's rare. It's not that they can do it with every chimpanzee that comes along, but there's a uh, chimpanzee, Vicky, who was able to say mama, papa, up, and cup. How did you hear any? Audio recordings? I I did not, but I didn't. I so I so there's another one. Uh, Rocky it gives me the chills. I want to find a Vicky the Chimp. 
Um, and then um, Rocky the orangutan is, I think, still alive at the Indianapolis Zoo and can like mimic sounds. And there's a video of Rocky on YouTube. So if you if you Google, you know, uh, Rocky the orangutan Indianapolis Zoo, you'll see kind of what the origins are. And they're prompting the orangutan to kind of like mimic the and it's kind of like the you know the trainer is saying make this noise beep and then it'll be beep, and and then it'll do it kind of as close as it can and then it'll say beep do it like and it'll go beep and he's like no beep and then he's like, and then he's like no beep and then he's like, and he does it he gets it and they're kind of actually like that was a <laughs> I thought maybe I thought maybe you'd been a robot this whole time and you oh. were just breaking down. Or I was having the end of that I was having a battery. stroke or something. I just didn't know what was going on. Oh boy, I'm all right. I'm all right. Thanks okay. for checking in. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. In sickness and in health. Yeah. Even with robots. You know, but but there's obviously and and I didn't go get into this, and some people in the chat noted. There's other examples of animals communicating, like dogs that can say like press buttons when they want to go to the bathroom or the right. do certain things. There's been animals that can that have are the primates that have some capability of of sign language and right. kind of like communicating beyond what they're capable of vocalizing. And so like it is if you had like this perfect storm of a very intelligent animal that also had very susceptible, you know, their vocal cords and whatever was susceptible. I give Bonzo a plausibility. Yes, it could have happened. It could, it could happen in that short a time though. No, well not that specific. Cause it, it's overnight, but it would have to have been like, he had been taught before hadn't practiced you know, he was taught and then he was released into the jungle. Escaped the laboratory. He escaped the laboratory and then Ben finds him. Benjamin finds him and like, he got, oh yeah, I remember I can talk and like forming this bond with my best friend. Yeah, I don't. It almost scares me if like it scares me enough that some animals can communicate. Not necessarily complex needs, but like. Piggy lets us know he'll look at the treat jar yeah. when he wants that, when he thinks it's time for him to get one. But like we find out all the time that so many animals are smarter than we think. Yeah. Like octopus. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure in some places you can't eat them anymore because they're sent they're sentient enough that they're like don't do that yeah. that thing knows too much whales what are they going on whales about in the ocean they're probably saying singing. something yeah dolphins for sure dolphins that you know in animal communication where dolphins um would they would like signal to humans like hey we're gonna drive some fish your way oh and help them fish so that the dolphins can like get the leftovers so they would just like with people on the shores, they knew what was going on. So, and that was kind of a form of non-talking communication that I read in the in the first article, which is also really interesting. And that some of those things. Uh, but once I saw the talking animals, I'm like, okay, the general communication can wait. The real talking needs to come first. Sure, just flops the ones that can't talk. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's it's one of those things where like I don't know. It's it's almost like the more you're around animals, the more you kind of realize how I don't know. They're based on instinct. They have these instincts and stuff, but like they get some shit. Yeah. They understand some shit. Like crows and ravens. Yeah. They fucking know shit. Well, I don't think this will be the last animal episode we do. Oh. I think. This leads you to some other articles. Well. What was at the bottom under like, you should also see. Going bananas. You should add it. Uh, Wikipedia Um, editors. I was going to do chihuahuas. Which yes. are extremely, I think they have the biggest brain to body size ratio of dogs, but that doesn't, they're also <laughs> the smallest breed. So that tells you how big the brain yeah. to ratio, whatever. But um, the Wikipedia page has been edited heavily since I last saw it. Really? And I was going through the edits trying to figure out what went, what happened. Hey, stop it. They took out some of the like origins of them. I wanted to talk about the, um, I think they're called the Tachichi that Chichi! they came from. That's what we call Piggy. We've been calling Piggy Chichi. Um, so someone asked if you can plug going bananas in every episode. You know what? That's probably the most promo they ever got. Yeah, this is more it's just you, me talking about it is more. Yeah, like talking about it television commercials or anything. I was looking up. Um, while you were talking about the parrot, I was looking up it really quick just because I wanted to see pictures of Alex because I knew if I looked, I was going to be like, that parrot knows something. Yeah. That parrot know, And you can, it's in the eyes too. Look into the eyes. Man, animals are cool. I like animals. Good article. Thanks. Yours too. Thanks. Oh, I think we could combine ours because... Chances are that some little rat in the desert is going to outlive us. And if we taught it how to communicate, how to talk. The radioactive cat. Well, yes, that too. Danger! Oh, you want it to be radioactive and talk. Yeah. You want this to be shared knowledge amongst all cats in the world, and they just, they pass it down. They just know the word. When it, it triggers, when they get close. Danger! Oh wow! And In glows. That voice? Yeah. Okay. And the people would be like, "I don't speak English. What does it mean?" <laughs> That's where we went wrong. Yeah. Assuming the languages. Well, um, any final words, Justin, on um, long-term nuclear waste warnings and or talking? Oh, if you had to have, we'll end on this. Mm. If you had to have a talking animal companion. Oh, I already know. Monkey? Well, I don't know. It's th- there's two parts to that. It's like what animal and then what? Oh, it's just it's just a friend. Well, but at the same time. It's like, not do like you, a pet. It's like a friend. If could talk, would you want to know what he's thinking? I would have to be. I think it would be like a dolphin that I go visit and chat with when I feel like it. And maybe oh, I would want to hang around. Something that's. Not in your house. Yeah, Piggy just You're like, talks all the time. I talk enough. You're like, mm. we don't need another voice in this house. Or a bird. A bird that comes and flies like an owl and comes and like talks oh, to you cool. and then flies away. Raven. Yeah, I yeah. think that, I really think that dogs, verbal, if they were being able to say what they thought, it would get kind of repetitive. 
Yeah. I think there's like five things that they want and it would just be asking. Then it would really be like having a four-year-old in the house for like 20 years. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's how, that's how long Piggy's going to live. Um, Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. That's, yes. So, that's, whoa, a bird, an owl. A, well, someone in the chat said raven, and I'll just say, I'll just steal oh, that, that answer. Cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Quote the raven. Nevermore. <laughs> As usual, all this came from Wikipedia articles. There's tons more information about these topics out there. Go check them out. And thank you for listening to Quickie Wiki What. Once again, you'll be able to find this VOD of this episode on YouTube as well as the audio wherever you get your podcasts. We will be streaming next week's episode live again on twitch.tv slash halfmoonjoe. So we will see you then with more wiki articles to discuss. Thank you for listening. Bye, Yay, guys. Thank you.